You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore data. Well, we got a lot to get through today. Um, lots and lots and lots of information. Stupid microphone is very quiet. That should be better. Um, just very excited to get to some of the notes here. Um, again, we, we had our, our first padded practice yesterday, it would have been. And so I'm going to do what I have done. We're going to go chronologically through some of the notes and then maybe try to do some kind of a, a, a little recap, although this is getting very, very difficult to do. There's so many notes on so many players, positive and negative. It's really making it difficult and cloudy in terms of being able to make determinations on, on forget 53, forget the line at 53, just who's above who and who's below who. And then I'm hoping we're going to have a good amount of time after that because there's quite a few things I want to get to. But we'll start there. We'll see how long it takes and we'll move on. I do want to reiterate one thing. I've already said it. Um, as nice as it is to have people there live tweeting things, and some of them sound fantastic, when you see the videos, which are forbidden, it's, it is 10 times better than, than you could have even imagined. Just seeing it is so much better, right? Because when you hear... The pass was a little high. It's like, oh, no, Jordan Love sucks. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's just fear. I don't know. But then when you hear something positive, it's almost just a sigh of relief for me. Like, he hit, he hit Jordan, uh, Christian Watson on a, on a deep pass for a touchdown. Like, oh, wow, nice, cool. That's, that's good. That's a really good thing that happened. But when you see it, you see the, the pass missing, and it's like, oh, that's normal. That happens in the NFL all the time. That looks like, still looks like a quarterback, just not the greatest throw. And that could have even been on the wide receiver, et cetera, et cetera. Then you see the positives, and it's like, oh, my God. Goodness. And again, of course, I, I think if you took Jordan Love's top five plays, they were all dropped. And I'm going to freaking strangle the next person that points out to me that it was dropped when I point out an elite wow throw from Jordan Love. His absolute best throw of the day. But first of all, the tweets, we're, we're going to get to it. I'm just on a freaking tirade because everyone's driving me nuts today. Bears fans, I'm going to repeat myself now. I swear, and this isn't all of them, but just the ones that linger on Twitter, apparently, are the dumbest people on planet Earth. They love to point out that the pass was dropped as though that has anything to do with the pass. Dumbest human beings on Earth. I posted it. I, I posted a video, retweeted it, which I said I wasn't going to do because I didn't want these people to get found and then there's no more videos. But I put it out there, and I'm like, look, this is why these things need to get out. This play, this pass, is one of the best I've ever seen from Jordan Love. It's up there with that other pass that was dropped by a running, uh, a running back that should have been a touchdown in the preseason. It's on that level. It might even be better than that. And I got freaking knuckle-draggers like, I don't understand. It's dropped. Go away from me. Just, just freaking get away from me. But anyways, the, the passes, this pass... To Jaden Reed, which he freaking dropped, which I'm, I'm genuinely starting to get concerned with. We had Christian Watson having drop issues. Musgrave has had drop issues all camp. Now, Reed hasn't had issues, but he dropped this pass. It just feels... And, and, and again, the other reason I'm concerned about it... Yes, I'm all over the place. Just let me get all this stuff off my chest. The reason I'm concerned about it is when we drafted all these guys, what did I say? Every single one of them has drop issues. 
Like, that's like their big red flag is drops. And now we got Musgrave drop, Watson drops, Dobb drops, you know, uh, Reed drops. Like, come on, man. We can't be doing this. But on that play, Preston Smith, quick move to the inside, beats Zach Tom. Jordan Love breaks to the outside, running to his right, falling away, throwing off his back foot. An unbelievably perfectly placed right at the sideline ball that hit Jaden Reed right in the hands and he dropped it. Tight, relatively tight coverage. I'm talking perfect, perfect, perfect. And then you watch another pass. You know, again, I know we're going to get to all these as I go through the chronological thing, but there was another pass where it was sort of a fake hand. I mean, he he checked out of the play, and it was a fake handoff and a quick pass to Christian Watson on a slant. I saw all the tweets, and I'm like, okay, yeah. And everybody kept talking about it, and I'm like, okay, so he checked out of a run and he threw a slant. I don't know what's the big freaking deal. You watch him throw that pass, and it's like, I've seen only one person. I'm not talking about only one person can do that. I'm not saying that. I've only seen one person do that, and it's Aaron Rodgers. In terms of the style, the exact way it looked, that looked exactly like Rodgers. And here's the thing. When when Jordan Love got drafted, there's there's different kinds of quarterbacks. Um, What the heck? Uh, not Joe Burrow. Justin Herbert. He's a good quarterback. But he's not a Mahomes-Rodgers type of quarterback. That's not what he is. Justin Fields. Let, let's just pretend he's going to be... If he's going to be a good quarterback, he's going to be a Lamar Jackson type of quarterback, right? There's different categories of quarterbacks. Um, Mac Jones. Mac Jones was never expected to be sort of a, a Aaron Rodgers type of quarterback. Jordan Love was. The way that he plays, he has those attributes. And what I'm telling you, the, the, the bomb to Watson was great. It was, it was a great pass that you see from any pocket passer that throws a nice pass. It could be Mac Jones. It could be Jimmy Garoppolo. It could be anybody. What I'm saying, though, is that pass to Jaden Reed, th- that is a Mahomes-Rodgers pass. That's why you go get a guy like Jordan Love. It's a boomer bust prospect because there are some red flags there. There are some concerns, but you know if he hits, this isn't just any old good quarterback. This isn't just any old, yeah, he can do it, he can operate from within the pocket. This is an elite, elite, elite prospect. Now, again, I'm not making the proclamation that he's going to do that consistently. I'm just telling you I watched him do it, and I've now seen him throw very limited passes. I've seen him do it numerous times. Yes, every single one of them was dropped. Literally every single one. And I don't care because the receiver or running back or tight end's inability to hold on to the ball has zero to do with the throw. So, I don't know how long before the, the security finds all these people and smashes their phones, but I would implore you, I'm, I'm finding a new one every day. And I, and I love that more and more people are doing it. I, I shouldn't encourage it. You know, I, you know, the rules are the rules. You should follow and respect the rules, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But there's also a part of me that's like, you know what? If everybody did it, what are they going to do? I guess they can close down public practices if they wanted to go to the extreme, you know, and, and, and break the hearts of all these poor kids. They wouldn't want to do that now, would they? Just let the people record, man. I mean, they, they, we need this. Do you understand? And, and here's the thing. It's not just, I want to be able to win my fights on Twitter. That's, that's only like 95% of it. There's, there's a, there is another side of this. Freaking Colin Coward is out there right now. Coda just sent this to me, and I'm, 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 this part of the reason, I'm, everybody's ticking me off, but I, I just got done watching Colin Coward. I started just convulsing, I'm like, I'm just going to push record, and we're going to get this fucking thing started. Dropping my papers now. I don't even know why I have papers here. Don't use notes on paper. Just for effect, just so I can go do that. Actually, I needed that. It's now it's all crinkled. Um, 
It's actually a Bible verse that I probably should read more often so I don't get so angry. <sighs> All right, we're doing good. The, the, this, the other side of this is there is a psychological aspect. And I understand, you know, uh, Jordan Love's a professional. He's strong and he's all this stuff. Man, he is getting killed out there. Bears fans and national media people, they are crucifying this kid. And if you listen to Colin Coward, what is he... One of the, let, me just, let me just play this for you. This one little clip here. Let me just play the first part of this. Ready? Here we go. Love's in tier four, toe-to-toe with Baker Mayfield. And Sam- By the way, he's using this stupid list that somebody made as some kind of an authority. Jordan Love's in tier four. That's so ter- Dude, some guy made up a thing, you moron. M. Howell and Gardner Minshew. The comments on him are, he doesn't have it. Doesn't process the game. I wouldn't know. I haven't seen him. He's the Loch Ness Monster. I have no tape. I've got, like, photos. I can't quite make it. I have no idea if he's any good. There you go. This is the problem. Everybody's out there making lists, throwing him at the bottom, saying he's garbage. He's terrible. And they're using his college tape... And one game against the Chiefs two years ago. And everybody is just killing this kid. And he is lighting people on fire in practice. And the Packers are not letting that get out. That's unbelievable. You think you think the NFL is going to be blown away by a freaking go route to Christian Watson? Listen, I, I understand that there's somebody who commented and is like, look, it's, it's great because, you know, Jordan's going to be the underdog and he's going to surprise everybody. I hope that's the case. I'm genuinely concerned about the negative press that's coming out there. Just, just because it's human nature. I'm not, I'm not saying, oh, they, they, they can't handle it, they're weak. They're human beings. They're human beings, and Jordan Love is a human being that has been crucified for years and has been told he's garbage, he's trash, he's no good. There's, there's videos everywhere about him missing nets. Missing nets! Which we, I mean, fortunately we have lots of videos of him making it in a net, but there's one out there where he doesn't and everybody freaks out about it. But what, what can we come back with? And again, the only reason we have something to come back with at this point is because people are willing to go in there and break the rules and risk getting freaking banished from the whatever. I don't know what the rules are, but I'm assuming that's the thing. I don't know if there's like a three-strike rule or something or whatever, but... It shouldn't have to be this way, man. And like I said before, if nothing else, fine. Ban all that stuff so people can't do it, which is stupid anyways. Every little detail that's happening on all these plays is getting out. But at least put your social media team out there. Every single one of these throws. And by the way, the, the, again, the quality from the stands is not great. You've got a media team. you got people with cameras and videos and all this crap. Put it out there. Build up a hype machine, man. And it, but, but honestly, it feels like the Packers want the opposite. Like... You know, especially our, our head coach, Matt LaFleur, he, he, he seems terrified of giving these guys any shred of confidence, which to some degree I understand. But man, I'm really worried we're going to go too far in the other direction. Every time there's a compliment, just today, trying to compliment Justin, uh, Justin Fields, Jordan Love about uh, what a great camp he had a little while ago, and, and he just shot it down, which he keeps doing, which again, it's like you don't understand... These are the comments that are going to be used as a weapon against your quarterback. You you got to stop doing this. At the very least, just just make some kind of an acknowledgement that he's a good football player. Like, yeah, he had a great day, but I, I don't want to forget about the rest of the guys. That's a fine comment. But to just completely shoot it down and just be like, yeah, well, you know, it, it takes more than one guy. Come on, Matt. Oh, we got to temper expectations. We got to, oh, no, no, don't, don't show anybody this great pass that Jordan made. Why are we doing this? These videos gave me chills. 
Those chills that, that are so intense, you get tears in your eyes. Like, I can't believe it. Again, I'm not trying to get overhyped. He might be a terrible quarterback, but I'm watching a guy make throws that only a few people look a certain way. And yeah, maybe he's going to make some great throws and then just make a bunch of boneheaded passes and, oh man, he sucks and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I'm just telling you, I'm watching a guy do things that not a lot of guys can do. And he, and he does it at a high rate, because this goes all the way back to last preseason, making these kinds of throws. I don't even know if Rodgers is doing this kind of stuff anymore, because he doesn't have the mobility to do it. You got Pat Mahomes, maybe, I don't know what Joe Burrow's doing. I honestly haven't watched a ton of him. I know he's incredible. Maybe Joe Burrow's doing this kind of stuff, that, you know, rolling to your right, falling away, flick of the wrist, perfect freaking dime pass right in your wide receiver's hands. You know, I'm sure there's more than just... Pat Mahomes, but but for the love of all things, man, can we try to get this guy just a little a little shred of hype? Colin Coward's got us down to three wins now because he hasn't seen anything. Not not that he would know what to do if it freaking smacked him in the mouth. But the the point is, we, we're not even giving people opportunities. You know, these these guys are just looking for narratives to just spin out of control and go crazy. We got oh Justin Fields going to be an MVP, whatever. Oh yeah, because he ran for all these. You know what I mean? But like they they have something tangible to hold on to. The guy ran for a billion yards. He's got a new wide receiver. For some reason, everyone believes they have a brand new offensive line. We don't need to get into all that. Whatever. The point is, you give somebody a little bit of tangible hope, and and the media will run with it. They got nothing on Jordan Love. And anytime our own press tries to get in there, like hey, great day by Jordan. Nah, as everybody else. Hey, can we take a video of that and show everybody how great it is? Don't you dare, or we'll ban you from the stadium. Like, what are we doing here? You know, we got Packer fans on, on YouTube putting together um, hype videos. The Green Bay Packers should be doing that. The Packers should be pumping this stuff out constantly. It's great content, and it's good for your team. And it's unbelievably good for your fan base, to galvanize your fan base. And, and, and this is just one of those things where I just feel like there's, there's a, a disconnect between the way it's always been done, and um, freaking common sense. I, I, I genuinely just feel terrible for Jordan Love because he has done some unbelievable things and nobody believes it. Nobody believes it. Players will say it, yeah, well, they're just players. Some in the media will say it, although half of our media freaking apparently hates the guy. I, I don't understand it. I just, I understand, like, we'll just wait till week one and if he's good, he'll show everybody. I, I understand that. I just, I'm just very frustrated with the way that this is this has been handled and and allowed to be this way for him for them to allow him to be treated the way that he's been treated with seemingly no support aside from his own teammates which is great but where's the organization supporting him where's his head coach supporting him why are they not putting out any kind of highlight things or i mean just put one freaking throw out and be like yeah jordan love he did da, 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 da. culture's a big deal we've talked about this a thousand times making these guys believe even if it's fake, and it is fake, it's all fake. And whatever the Chiefs do in that locker room, that's all fake. The Lions getting all hyped up and we believe. Believe in what? Believe in what? You're playing a kid's game, bro. It is fake. It's manufactured, and what I'm saying is freaking manufacture something. I understand, well, we're player-led. Oh, okay, so you do nothing to help? Come on now. It's almost like we've got this, and you know, I think there was a time in my life where I respected it, but... There's almost this attitude of, like, we, we demand perfect... I mean, it's like I said with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, this was Aaron Rodgers' attitude, and it feels like it's Matt LaFleur's as well. Get on my level or else. So, so, so there's two options. You're an elite player, which means you are just doing your job, or you're not elite and you're just not good enough. So the best you can be is, is what we expect. There's no, like, you're exceptional or anything like that. 
You're expected to be great. And yeah, I love it. I love it. We're, we're, a, we're a team that demands perfection. But for the love of God, can we act like we're a great team then? Can we get excited? Can we be proud of it? Apparently not. I, 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 I don't know. We're just not allowed to do that. This is an entertainment business, man. It's what it is. I, I think the Packers are... are I, I hate to say too old-fashioned, because if I have to choose, yes, yeah, stick with the old ways, don't get too modernized, and, and, and keep going down the right path of, you know, draft and develop, all that stuff, whatever. But there are some things that we're holding on to that I, I just, I don't think it's necessary, and I think we're being passed by a lot of different organizations. Because it's not just the fans that are going to buy into the hype and, 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 and get excited about it. You are in a war. On social media and everything else, there's a war raging in terms of a a narrative that is being pushed. And right now, it is 99.999% negative on the Packers. Negative on the Packers coaching staff, front office, quarterback, team. Everything about this team is negative. What are you doing to fight back? Because that will seep in. They do. Your your players do hear that. At least get their back. Anyways, I apologize. I just, I needed to get that off much. I know I've already said it. I just been getting my teeth kicked in all day trying to defend Jordan Love. I could use some backup from the Packers here. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. All right, let's take it from the top, shall we? By the way, quick note, every single day so far, in my opinion, some people will say the last, maybe they wouldn't say it, I don't know, I would guess maybe some, I genuinely think every day has gotten better for Jordan Love. Day one was bad. Day two was better but iffy day three was good um you could say it was nearly perfect like a lot of good passes i don't think there were any touchdowns or anything though so it was it was kind of more safe but but solid and then today was there was one pick whatever that sucks but aside from that it was it was wow throws and um it ju- it just felt a lot better. I I was iffy on which day was better until I saw that Jaden Reed pass. And for all I know, that was that's been happening all camp. I just we just haven't seen the videos. They're starting to leak out more, or at least I'm finding the people that are in the stands doing it. But as that's been happening, as every single day, and by the way, the the offense has lost four in a row, so it's the the defense is not really um, getting killed. It's just that a very good defense we have, hopefully. But the offense is starting to grow in terms of chemistry. Jordan Love's looking better. People are looking better. As that's happening, the Bears and the Jets are imploding offensively. Um, I was starting to get really panicked. The first two, maybe even three days of Chicago Bears camp, Justin Fields is on fire. I don't think he threw a single pick. Um, it's just you know video after video after video of him throwing pinpoint passes for touchdowns to uh, DJ Moore. And I'm sitting here going, man, maybe it's going to happen. Maybe it's going to, and it might still. But the last two training camps for Justin Fields have not been very good. He threw um, at least one pick in the in uh, Saturday's practice. And then today he threw two, right at the beginning of camp and right at the end. One to an undrafted free agent and the other to a rookie. So two rookies, one of them is an undrafted free agent. So things are slipping there. And then as far as the Jets, um, haven't seen anything on Vikings or Lions. Lions, as usual, I never see anything on Oh, there is one thing about the Lions. Um, Jamison Williams, it's been very, very negative for him. That's the wide receiver that's going to be like Christian Watson on crack. Not like in a bad way, like in a positive way, like better than. I don't, I'm not accusing him of using drugs. He does gamble, but you know, that doesn't mean he's a crackhead, I guess. <laughs> Off the rails. Um, yeah, I, apparently it's been very negative for him. Um, as far as the Jets, though, let me just look through a few of these. First of all, it started off real good, like four or five passes. Aaron Rodgers looking good. Randall Cobb is back. He caught his first pass. Uh, Alan Lazard was in the mix. 
But very quickly, it started to unravel. Here's just a couple tweets. Rodgers led offense a little out of sorts, dropped by Lazard, sacked by Lawson. Looks like it was over Turner, Billy Turner. <laughs> oh, boy. An incomplete on a screen to Carter. Shuffling on offensive line can't be helping. He did make one terrific throw on a Lazard, uh, to Lazard and a crosser. Another one, Jets offense pinned uh, to their own end zone. Bad snap from Wes Schweitzer. Aaron Rodgers grabbed it, nearly completed it a dime uh, down the field to Lazard, but Lazard couldn't quite get there, which I found hilarious. How is it a dime if Lazard can't get there? You're saying, like, if he wasn't slow, it would have been a dime? It's a bad pass, bro. <laughs> it's, it's not what a dime is. A dime is when, when the receiver catches it in stride. If he doesn't get there, it's not a dime, it's an overthrow. This is part of the reason I don't like camp reports, because they're just overly positive. I genuinely, genuinely feel the Packers media doesn't really do this, but I know some do. Maybe a couple in Packers media, I don't know, but calling an overthrow a dime is silly. Uh, I don't think Wes Schweitzer will be the center tomorrow. Have seen two real bad shotgun snaps that ruin plays. So that is, uh, I think, the rookie center that's basically about to lose his job. The offensive line is a disaster. Will McDonald got by Mekhi Becton really quickly during team drills. Becton having a hard time with his speed. So, yeah, that's a disaster. I think their head coach is like, oh, Mekhi Becton's looking real good today, and the media's out there. Like, yeah, he got beat like seven times, and he can't seem to handle any speed on the outside. This must be growing pain stage for the offense. Looks just disjointed, drops, miscommunications between Rodgers and receivers, some pressures up front. Tony Adams with another interception off of Aaron Rodgers. His stiller, stellar camp continues. Rodgers ends the drive. Uh, Rodgers ends drive the field drill with an interception. I would call this a bad day for the offense after a solid start. Um, I had Aaron Rodgers at eight of nineteen with one touchdown and one interception. Multiple bad snaps though, as well as a couple drops. Also had some special throws mixed in to Mecole Hardman, nearly getting one to Lazard after a bad snap. Not a great day for the Jets' offense overall. Defensive line continues to dominate the offensive line. And Jets secondary had a great day. To be fair, I don't know that the Jets offensive line is going to face too many better defensive lines than what the Jets have, but they're going to face several. And Aaron Rodgers is going to be in for uh, quite an experience. All right, so why don't we start with the comment I was referring to about uh, from Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur on Jordan Love's standout practice on Saturday. Quote, it's never one guy. The guys around him played a little better. Uh, he was probably in some good situations. Ultimately, he went out there and he delivered some great balls. Okay, kind of gave it to him a little bit at the end there. But you started with, it's never one guy. The guys around him played better and he was in some good situations. This is like the anti-Chicago Bears, right? The Bears look at Justin Fields playing like garbage and it's like, yeah, well, he's good because everybody else was bad, which doesn't make sense, but that's their thing. Matt LaFleur is like, yeah, I mean, he threw some good passes. But it's only because the offensive line blocked and his guys got wide open. So, you know, whatever. I mean, good pass, I guess, idiot. <laughs> like, freaking, man. And I, I'm just waiting for Colin Coward to take that and just run with it. If he finds that, I guarantee you he's going to put it on his show and use it as a weapon against Jordan Love, which is exactly why that's not a great quote. Right? We're always calculating. We're always careful with what we say. Matt LaFleur's being very careful with what he says here, but I think him being careful is um, spreading out the love, right? It's not all just Jordan Love out there. Everybody else is playing good, too, but also not, not overhyping Jordan. He's really worried that the hype is going to get real big and it's going to be too much pressure for Jordan, which maybe that's true. That was Aaron Rodgers' theory about Christian Watson. It was, it was too much pressure. We got to lower the pressure. I just think we've taken it too far, and I, and I think we've, we've drug it down to the point where people are using our own coaches' quotes 
as proof that this guy is terrible. That's that's when it's gone too far. <laughs> B. John Robinson again. Ay, ay, ay. None of this stuff would work in a game that's just one-on-one in open space, but trying to get a linebacker to cover this guy in open space is just the most hilarious thing to watch. Matt LaFleur on Christian Watson. And again, he doesn't seem to be afraid of hyping up Watson at all. Christian Watson is picking up in camp where he left off last year. Quote, he just seems like a much more confident player, and I think we saw that take shape last year, maybe halfway through the season. He goes on to say about Christian Watson, he is one of the most intelligent players that I have ever been around. Ah. That's a great that's a great thing to say. It's a great thing to say about your number one wide receiver. It really is. Instills confidence in him, in us. I don't understand why we can't do that with the quarterback. I don't know, maybe everybody's right. Maybe maybe he genuinely doesn't like the quarterback and actually thinks he's bad. I, I don't I don't know what else to do with this information at this point. Um of note, Keyshawn Nixon I don't want to say every day because I haven't noticed it until I think maybe the last one, maybe the last two, I don't know, but he's always out on the field first. You know, there, there's always that guy, and it's Keyshawn Nixon, and, and whoever that is is always doing a great job of endearing themselves to the fan base, man. You're already a great player. You came here just to be a special teamer. Nobody even expected you to be a kick returner because you never really did it. It was sort of a um, Dallin Levitt type of move, but I don't even think we expected him to be Dallin Levitt good. Like, Dallin Levitt was a major key for special teams. He comes over here, and then he becomes a kick returner. Then he plays on defense. Now he's actually taking, I mean, he has taken, I don't know if it's just for fun or what, some snaps on offense. He's begging to be able to play on offense, which to some degree makes sense. He's a kick returner. Um, he is a he is a do-everything guy, hard worker. He always just wants to, to make plays. Freaking love the guy. Um, another rest day for David Bakhtiari. Yash Nyman again starting at left tackle. So again, that stays the same. Just as a recap, and this is... Very little change here. It's Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Josh Myers, John Runyon, Zach Tom are the starters. Yash Nyman seems to be sort of a swing, although he is in competition for that number two right tackle spot. But generally speaking, he has been the number two left tackle. Sean Ryan is the two two left guard. Hanson, number two center. Newman, number two right guard. Rashid Walker is the backup right tackle with Caleb Jones kind of very close by, nipping at the heels and whatnot. And you can... Again, like I've said before, you can have Yash Nyman as sort of your number two left and right tackle, and then you have Caleb Jones as the number three left tackle, Rasheed Walker, number three right tackle. However you want to do it, that's generally where we're at, and there has not been a lot of movement on that. So if you tell me David Bakhtiari's out, who do you think the left tackle is? It's almost guaranteed it's going to be Yash Nyman, and that's what it's been every time. And again, I like it. I know the Packers like the flexibility. They like to try different guys in different spots. And usually there is. Like last year, everybody was everywhere. It was just a mess of people all over the place. But I I really think it's going to be to their benefit to, you know, play a little bit with that, kind of get an idea of who goes where, if this person goes down or whatever, but really give them an opportunity to say, you are the right guard. You are the right tackle. You are the left guard. Stay here, learn it, perfect it. Uh, Wicks, DeBose, Stokes, and Gary still not practicing. Carrington Valentine has made his way down to the A group portion of the practice, just walkthroughs. Nice step for the seventh-round rookie who has been nothing but impressive. So my understanding of this, I don't exactly know, but they have sort of a, a group of starters that go to one part, and then you've got sort of your number twos and number threes go to the other side. So a little promotion for him. And I actually did move him up. Um on my 53, which puts me at 55, but I don't really care, just because I can't separate separate Valentine and Valentine at this point. And I have Valentine still ahead, but I, I just I can't 
I just can't do it. Oh, and by the way, Peyton Manning was there today. The immediate thought by everybody was, myself included, this has to do with that quarterback series because it was written by uh, Omaha Productions, which is a Peyton Manning thing. Now, they claimed it had nothing to do with that. He's actually trying to talk to Matt LaFleur about a separate project, which is possible. The guy seems to have a million projects going on. And who knows, man, maybe there's going to be some cool, you know, Netflix series about coaches and Matt LaFleur will be a part of it or, or some, maybe it's something entirely different. I don't know. But I'm, I'm still holding out hope that they're lying because if you think about it, they're trying to keep it under wraps who the quarterbacks are going to be, I'm assuming. There's a big obvious thing with him trying to, trying to show up and, and sell this thing. What are they going to say? Yes, we're going to try to get Jordan on? I mean, maybe they would, but I don't think so. It's entirely possible they're just lying. But no, 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 we're talking about something else. Or maybe he did come out to talk about something else, but also is trying to slip in like, hey, man, what about Jordan? Because here's my thought on that. The Packers hate any kind of intrusiveness and would shoot this down outright. A lot of people have already told Manning and the whole crew, Netflix and everybody, no. We've got a list of four or five quarterbacks that have already said no on top of three that have already participated, or two. I don't think one of them is even a starter anymore. They might be starting to get a little desperate. So what do you do? You send in your closer, man. You don't say no to Peyton Manning. So he's in there, he's shaking hands, he's meeting with Mark Murphy and Matt LaFleur. They're chumming it up, they're having a good old time. You're telling me, maybe, maybe they've already got the three, maybe it's already done and all that stuff. But I'm just saying, man, if, if you're getting a little bit desperate, maybe you really want to get Justin or uh, J Jordan Love. I, I am so sorry that I keep doing that. I don't know why my brain is broke. Those two are the same person. Justin Fields and Jordan Love, for whatever reason. Same person, as far as my brain is concerned. I just reach into a hat and pull one out, and whatever name comes out, that's just what it is. It's two names in that hat. But I'm just saying, man, maybe you try to, like, talk, you know, hey, look, the Netflix crew, they're, they're not going to be intrusive. They're often, you're, never, you're not even going to know they're here. They're discreet. They're like ninjas, I promise. No big deal. But either way, even if they are telling the truth, it's kind of cool because what did they say? They said he's not here to talk about quarterbacks with Jordan Love. He's here to talk about a separate project with Matt LaFleur. Nice. Can't wait to find out what that's about. Anyways, continuing, Jaden Reed, Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs getting work as kick returners. And we got a new addition to the people I follow, one of the fine gentlemen that posts videos. So they will now be quoted. This is at Caden Sanilla. Not full speed, but Jordan Love with a beautiful pass to Tucker Craft. Looking at the video, it's about a 45-yard pass. Not bad. Ture and Jones getting reps, too. He's talking about kick return. None of this is super relevant because we know who our kick returner is, but I guess there's a number two kick return in case of emergency competition going on. I also want to make one note about Tucker Craft as I've watched. Not a, still not a ton of notes on Tucker. He did catch quite a few passes, most of them just on either one-on-ones or some kind of little walkthrough type stuff. He does have, and I may have mentioned this before, the one gift that I notice he has, is, which is really funny, he seems to have worked really hard on this one particular skill, which is called, after you catch a pass, completely flip your hips like a, like a freaking owl turns his head around. So that you are facing north and south. So as soon as your feet hit the ground, or as soon as you catch this pass, you can immediately start running straight up the field. You know, a lot of guys, you kind of catch the pass, and then you have to slowly, like you're turning a, a sailboat. You got to kind of slowly turn that thing upfield. As soon as he catches that, man, he just just rotates his hips, and he's just running straight upfield. I want to see that in action sometime, but it's it's I've no, I noticed it the first time I saw him catch a pass. I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. He's got this smooth motion where he kind of flips and gets upfield real fast. And then I saw him do it one other time, and then again just today when I was watching. He went up in the air, he caught a pass, and the first thing he wanted to do is make sure when he landed, his feet were facing straight ahead, which is the other direction. 
he kind of stumbled a little bit, but it's like, that's, that's a thing he's trying to do. I don't know that I've ever seen anyone do that, but for a guy, especially like him, where it's get north and south and just start, you know, steamrolling ahead, I dig it. Still, I, I got to see it one of these days. But all right, we finally get into one-on-ones. Here's a breakdown from Andy Herman. Ready? Rapid fire. Razul, awesome coverage on Dobbs, pass breakup. Reed has a half step on Valentine, overthrown. Owens with a great pass breakup. Watson just jumped through the clouds for a five-yard contested catch on Jair. Pause. Had a little conversation with JJ earlier today about how weird it is that it, it seems to me like Packer fans kind of look at the wide receivers in sort of a pile. There, there, there's Nobody's really better than the other, and it's just kind of, you got Watson, Dobbs, Reed, and Ture in that pile, and maybe you throw in somebody else. Maybe it's Malik Heath or, or whoever. But I, I really think, at least right now, Watson is way up on his own tier. Then I think the very clear second tier is right now is Romeo Dobbs. After that, it might be a little nebulous, but I do think it's still relatively clear after that is Jaden Reed, and then after that is um, Samori Ture. Christian Watson has been doing one-on-ones with Jair Alexander. That tells you everything you need to know. And it's actually a decent battle. I think they battled twice today, and it was one for one. And it's cool to see stuff like this, because you know Jair's all over him, so what are you going to do? Well, Jordan you know, Jordan and, and Watson are on the same page. I'm going to throw it way up where Jair can't get it. And so he's just using that vertical to go up into space where Jair can't occupy. <laughs> he just went up into the stratosphere where Jair can't reach, because I don't know what else to do to get away from this freaking guy. Unpause. Nixon to Ture incomplete. DeGuara wins. I saw two of those notes. Like, that's not very descriptive, but fair enough. He beat somebody doing something, and maybe he caught a pass. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Maybe he's won, well, he won blocking. I don't know. Musgrave drop on a good coverage for Moore. Again, way too many drops from Musgrave. I mean, he is the very clear tight end one. Um, that, that has not been disrupted or disputed even once. I mean, since day one of OTAs, he has been the number one tight end on this team. And that's awesome. But I'm starting to get a little nervous because I feel like if he can't quite button that up, I don't know what we have in our tight end. So I'm, I'm hoping that stops because the drops have not stopped since, I think, day two of training camp. I mean, it's just been constant drops from Musgrave. Awesome move by Bo Melton for a completion on Thomas. Douglas all over Dobbs again. Davis can't come up with a one-handed catch. Watts versus Shamar Jean Charles, incomplete. Wide for Watson with Jair in coverage. Heath with a quick completion versus Gaines. Reed with an awesome catch versus Valentine on an underthrown ball. Melton, nice route on Thomas. Pass was off. So some of these didn't make it into my notes because I don't know who's throwing. I don't, I don't, I don't know all the details exactly, but a couple of these I, I put in where it was relevant. But that was uh, Andy Herman's, what he saw in the one-on-one. And you can only watch so many things. Other people are looking at offensive line one-on-ones and all these different things, but that was a good uh, selection of things that took place. Some more one-on-ones from Andy Herman. He says, Owens with nice coverage on Austin Allen. My first Austin Allen note. I think my first uh, Bo Melton note, too, earlier. Kraft goes up to get one against Anthony Johnson Jr. Excited to see that. Not a lot of Anthony Johnson Jr., and that's one of my first times seeing a Kraft catch. Shamar Jean Charles all over Crest. May have been pass interference. By the way, Crest, I'm I'm not trying to buy into any hype. He's not going to be on the 53-man roster. I am 99% sure of that. But he's making plays, man. He had a beautiful one-handed catch. It's one of those guys that maybe could kind of have enough flashes where, you know, Packer fans start hyping him up and saying he should be on the team, and then he gets caught and everybody riots. DeGuara wins easily. Again, not sure what, exactly what that means. Maybe blocking. Moore with a great pass breakup versus Musgrave deep. Dobbs and Gaines get quite tangled. Probably a penalty on Gaines. Melton toasts Thomas. 
he's been awesome in this drill. Another positive Bo Melton thing. I want to look something up because I want to make a comment that I don't know is true. <laughs> so I don't know why I want to make the comment. Yep, I was right. So Bo Melton ran a 4-3-4. I'm actually stunned there isn't more hype about Bo Melton among Packers fans. I mean, we heard about Malik Heath and all this stuff. I mean, Bo Melton is a blazing fast guy, and he's coming out here just cooking people. Again, I'm not saying anything. However, we know we got Watson, we know we got Dobbs, we know we got Reed. We assume Wicks, but Wicks is injured. We assume, well, not really assume, but you would assume DeBose because he's a draft pick, maybe. He hasn't been able to play because he's been injured. So so who do we got here? If we want six wide receivers, I mean, let's just assume Ture's in there. Um, if we needed two more or even one more if Tay comes back or whatever, there's not a lot of competition going on. I mean, it's, it is four wide receivers, and that's about it. Malik Heath has just gone straight backwards. Again, Wicks and DeBose have been injured this whole time. Um, Cody Crest is kind of doing some stuff a little bit. Jadakus Bond's heard almost nothing. Bo Melton, man, 4-3-4 speed, and, and, and at least today for the first time, he's kind of out there making it known what he's doing. So maybe people just don't know. I had to go look it up because I thought it was true, but sometimes you kind of get... Sometimes I get confused with guys from like five years ago. Like that sounds familiar, isn't that that guy that runs? Oh no, that was that was uh, that was back in aught eighteen. <laughs> but yeah, dude can fly, man. He's five eleven, one ninety. But I don't think that bothers most Packer fans. I think that just bothers the Packers organization. He's already here, so we don't have to worry about that. He's here and he's he's making it work. Anyways, Reed beats Valentine again. Um, some of these are probably going to end up being repeated, but. Uh, Kyle Malzahn says, one versus one, Bo Melton just beat Keandre Thomas. Fantastic catch. Got a loud cheer from the crowd while celebrating. Uh, Zach Tom holds his own against Lucas Van Ness on one v one. False start on the second. Call a third on the draw. Call the third one a draw. Whatever. Wouldn't just smoked Royce Newman. Mercy, Aaron Nagler says. Rashid Walker looks good, question mark. I didn't put that in the notes because I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm guessing good. And then he says, really nice pass pro rep from Goodson in 1v1. Love to see it. So he's keeping an eye more on the uh, trench battles. So Lucas Van Ness, Zach Tom split. One win, one loss, one tie. Wooden smoked Royce Newman, which I love that. I've been, been hearing a lot of good stuff about Wooden. And coming up, Carl Brooks had a really good day. So I'm very excited. And it's all pass rush. Right? I mean, I understand everyone's concerned about run defense. I don't know that they're going to be very good at that one way or another. But if you just tell me, same thing I said with TJ Slayton. He's not going to be a good pass rusher. I don't care how many times you guys try to convince me of that. It's not going to happen. Just tell me he's going to be a great run defender. That's what he's here for. So that's, that's, that's how I look at Wooden and Brooks. I don't have massively high expectations for their run defense ability. Maybe they're going to have it. But if we got two dogs just on the inside hunting, I'm all for it. Uh, we're getting kind of late. Why don't we take a quick break? We'll be right back and we'll continue. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. 
Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we got uh, Eversol here with his one-on-ones that he noticed. Uh, Douglas broke up a hitch to Dobbs from Etling. Reed had a step on Valentine. Love barely overthrew it. Watson contested catch on a hitch against Jair. Some of these are repeated. Some of them are not. Jair locks up Watson on the next little rep on a outbreaker. Reed, nice catch on a deep ball from Etling. High-pointed the ball. Kraft, beautiful catch on a corner from Love. Johnson Jr. had good coverage, just a great catch. Again, these are the kinds of ones where, you know, that that was phrased very differently by the other person that tweeted it out. This one makes it sound amazing. If there's a video to to kind of go along with this, there, there, I mean, that's there might be like seven, eight, nine of those like wow passes that we just don't know because we can't see them. Anyways, more great pass breakup on a deep corner to Musgrave had a couple steps. Love dime to Bo Melton on a go route to Thomas, perfectly in stride touchdown. Melton pumps up the crowd. Fun times. Boy, oh boy, it'd be great to see that, wouldn't it? By the way, freaking Bo Melton, man. First one-on-ones are done. Slayton bulldozing win over Myers, the most impressive. Caleb Jones on a standout, too. Did I miss that? There was a tweet about that. Um, Maybe it's coming up, but just in case it's not and I skipped it, essentially what happened is they had one down lineman rushing, and that was TJ Slayton, and somehow he's still got a pressure. So his strong camp continues. Wes Hodkowitz says, Zach Tom had two nice reps versus Lucas Van Ness, kept a strong base, just finds a way to win at right tackle. TJ Slayton had a strong bull rush versus Myers. Wyatt won a rep two. Jake Hansen had two live reps versus Ford. Elton participated too. Thank you for that. First carry in teamwork, Dylan puts the ball on the ground. Come on, AJ. You're one of those guys that every single person has circled on their on their list on their board whatever every single packer fan on their on their wish list for this year has aj dillon circled really really hoping for a big year from aj dillon really really don't want to hear simple stuff like dropping the ball the first freaking handoff of practice uh starters are all exactly the same love and then jones and dillon musgrave tight end one watson and dobbs at wide receiver and then nyman runyon oh wait no runyon no, he must have wrote that wrong because he has John Runyon on here twice. It says Yash Runyon Myers Runyon Tom. That must be Elton. D 
Defense is Slayton and Clark. That's what it always has been. Pass rushers are Hollins and Smith. Again, Hollins remains that number two edge rusher. It's really starting to seem like that's how it's going to be when we get into this. Fingers crossed for Lucas Van Ness to, to make some strides here. Quay and Campbell at linebacker. Douglas Nixon, Jair at corner. Ford and Savage at safety. Nothing has changed. Wes Hodquit says Caleb Jones looked great too in the latter part of the one-on-ones. Nagler says Ford on a safety blitz. Carrington Valentine picks six versus Etling in the twos. Dude has been money. So again, Valentine didn't necessarily jump Valentine. He may he may be ahead of him. I don't know. I just for for me personally, I can't quite 100% get there. But there's no way in the world I'm taking him off the 53 and Valentine is on. They're they're just what would that be? Three uh, A and three B. Jair Razul and then Valentine Valentine Bala Valentine Vala Valentine whatever. Etling with a dime to Jaden Reed down the field for a big, big completion to bounce back. This is immediately after the pick. Tyler Davis did everything he could to try to hold uh, hold Lucas Van Ness at bay. Nice little burst by Tyler Goodson and a nice pickup off of the right tackle. Called run play, but Love makes the correct read and sees the space available on a slant. Hit Watson in stride. Nice awareness by 10. That's one of the videos that's out there. Um, you know, And again, it's just... It's not that it's this amazing throw or whatever. Anybody can throw a slant. I get that. That people freak out when you, you just make simple observations on social media. Like, man, that that looked the way he threw that and everything else looked a lot like Rogers. Oh wow, slant route. And shut up. Get it. I have muted five hundred people today, and it will absolutely enrich my life. Herman says Carl Brooks with a would be sack on Sean Clifford. He got through the line quick. Sean Clifford shows off his wheels on a nice read option keeper for a good pickup. Got outside of Van Ness. Nice work by Love hitting Watson on an RPO with Jair in coverage. Saw it pre-snap and let it rip. That's that same play. Eversol says, Love looks sharp so far again today. Several nice balls and one-on-ones. Now we got Reed, Ture, Nixon getting reps at punt return. It is funny how it's all like boundary receivers doing kickoff returns and slot guys doing punt returns. It's just a different skill set that kind of aligns in those ways. Straight line speed versus sort of that short bursty shiftiness stuff. Quick update on the Chicago Bears. I already told you all about it, but it's just funny to read it again. Courtney Cronin says, Practice is over. Rough execution from the first-team offense during the two-minute drill. Drive started with a botched snap. Uh, two first-down catches back-to-back by Chase Cluel. Claypool ended with Fields throwing a deep ball into double coverage, picked off by undrafted free agent Braylon Trahan, which is... It's funny. And, of course, Bears fans are like, Dude, Trahan is stepping up. Like, he's a he's a dog. Like, bro, he's... <laughs> Gonna be out of the league in a couple years. Shut up. Negler says Rich Pisaccia is getting after everyone. Love watching that man work. Corey Ballantyne almost blocked one punt. Later, one was blocked. Maybe Austin Allen, nobody celebrated, which wasn't helpful. So on one hand, like, oh nice, and on the other hand, like, oh crap. That's <laughs> the bad part about training camp. Like, yeah, dude, special teams blocking punts now. Oh wait, we had a problem with that stopping people from blocking our punts. And okay, never mind. Carl Brooks just shot through the line with haste. Goodson got outside, but that's two disruptions from Brooks today. And I don't think I've really... Let me look at Brooks's notes. I think that's like the first time he's come up at all. So we got second team with Wooden, Carl Brooks with a would-be sack, and then Carl Brooks shot through the line. So, I mean, it, it was like early on establishing that he's running with the twos along with Wooden, and then nothing. And then today he's got two pass disruptions. So that's really exciting. Quay all over an inside run by Aaron Jones. Musgrave uses big wide receiver, used as a big wide receiver on a crosser. Love hits him in stride over the middle. Fun little wrinkle that we will see definitely more of. Royce Newman getting some right guard reps with the first string. 
Devontae Wyatt forces a clear and obvious hold on Elton Jenkins. Love scrambles for a few yards, but got uh, but a great rush rush from Wyatt that would have uh, drawn a penalty. And then we get this bad boy. Jordan Love, 60-yard touchdown on a nine route to number nine. Watson smoked gains, and Love put it on him. Great play by Love. Jordan Love just threw an absolute diamond, I guess, to Watson down the left side sideline. Led him perfectly on what would have been a touchdown. Then when I read that, I'm like, what do you mean would have been? And I honestly don't know what that means, but I guess maybe because it's just practice, I have no idea. Love with a big-time throw to Watson over Gaines for a long touchdown. It really was a perfect throw. If you haven't seen it, go find it. I mean, it was it was in stride. And again, 60-yard touchdown pass. Eversall says, absolute dime from Love to Watson, deep down the right sideline, perfectly over the shoulder. Gaines in coverage, just can't defend that throw and catch. Negler says, Love unleashes deep to Watson, up the right sideline with Gaines in coverage, unfair, huge gain, touchdown. Ryan Wood adds that that was on third and five. And he ends it with, yeah, Love can throw deep. Herman says, Lou Nichols with a drop on a check down, also dropped a pass in individual drills. Ha- hands have been a major issue with uh, for him early. So immediately now, it's there's been sort of that Patrick Taylor, Lou, uh, Tyler Goodson, and Lou Nichols battle. Um, I've had Lou Nichols at the bottom. He remains at the bottom. He's ahead of Emmanuel Wilson, but still, I, I just don't think he's going to climb the ladder. I, a lot of people have him already etched in stone because he was drafted that he's going to be the guy. I just, I don't think so. I mean, we'll see. There's plenty of time, but if, if, if they had to go right now, I don't think Lou Nichols is, is on the 53. Clifford's two-minute gets a big completion to Bonds, but Slayton hits his arm on the final play, and the defense gets the win. Love throws his first really bad pass of camp in the opening two-minute drill play. He threw it right to Quay, dropping in zone, and Quay dropped it. So obviously that's the one that's disappointing, right? And again, I can't see it. Uh, the, the Here's what I can... I don't want to say assume because I'm not going to assume it, but my thought on what probably happened. Jordan Love has been very good at, you read the defense, you understand who's going to be open and who's not. Well, the defense's job is to disguise that, to pretend that somebody's going to do something, but then do something else. He didn't expect Quay to drop. Somebody should have come open. Quay instead drops. He probably did it late. These are the kinds of things that you got to learn. And these are the kinds of things that sometimes you just, you're just going to throw a pick there, you know? NFL quarterbacks throw interceptions. So, you know, you don't want to be too hesitant because that's the entire reason that you're doing a great job right now is because you're able to read things quickly. But sometimes you're going to read it and you're going to make a wrong read and the defense is is going to drop when you thought that they were going to come. And now when you thought there was going to be a guy wide open, there ends up being somebody there. You know, it kind of reminds me of a baseball swing. Not that I know anything about baseball, but one thing I do know is you don't decide whether to hit it when it's over the plate. You don't wait to see where it goes over the plate and then swing. You have to make a decision, not just if you're going to swing, but where you're going to swing the bat shortly after he throws the ball. And I kind of feel like there's some similarities there with quarterbacks where you make some reads, you make some decisions, and you have to decide when to throw and where to throw. Before, you you can't wait to see what's going to happen. I mean, sometimes you can. Sometimes you can say, oh, there's a guy running wide open, nobody out there, sweet, bomb it out there. But on a lot of this more short timing stuff, it is like a baseball swing. Based on where people are, and oh, he moved a little bit this way, all right, I'm going to throw it there. And by the time you go through your motions and you swing, boom, somebody just stepped into that spot. So, you know, what do you do to correct that? I don't know. Matt LaFleur's got to talk to him about that. He obviously made a wrong read and a wrong decision. It is what it is, I guess. Oh, here it is. I guess it didn't happen yet. Packers just went with a one-man pass rush, TJ Slayton, with 10 in coverage on the final play attempt. Slayton somehow got some legit push up the middle, Clifford gets hit a bit by Enigbare when rolling out 
and the ball falls incomplete. Defense wins second team two-minute drill. So I guess earlier when TJ Slayton dominated, that was something else. Ever saw two-minute drill. Love late over the middle to Dobbs. Shoulda come been shoulda coulda been picked by Quay incomplete. Check down to Jones on second, picks up a few. Incomplete to Dobbs over the middle. Pretty pass to Jaden Reed down the right side. Reed dove, couldn't quite hang on. And that that right there, and again, the, the tweets, you read it and you just kind of go, okay, that's what happened. And people say different things. Somebody are like, oh, he dove for it, but he couldn't get it. And others are like, it's a perfect pass. It's like, well, if he had to dive, it wasn't a perfect pass. You know, and again, Eversol is just like, oh, it was a pass on the right sideline. I'm. You got to understand, everything you don't say, I'm not assuming. And maybe it doesn't matter. You're not trying to create a perfect picture. You're just trying to really quick tweet out what happened. But I'm just picturing him standing in the pocket, throwing down the right sideline, maybe 10, 15, maybe 20 yards. And it sounds like it was a little bit too far. And somebody else even said it, it might have been out of bounds, which when you watch the video, not even close. He had to reach for it, but he wasn't diving. And it was very much in bounds. And he broke the pocket when pressure came in his face, threw off his, you know what I mean? Like he was running to his right, throwing off his back foot, completely off platform. This is why, this is why I, man, you know what? I should just go up there. I just go watch for myself. I'm not blaming the guys that are tweeting this out. There's a lot, it's hard to get all this stuff out there. I'm just saying there's a big difference between what people are saying and what actually happened. When I saw that video, it blew my mind. Another tweet. Love had a nice throw deep on fourth and six, but Reed can't bring it down. Like, that does not do it justice. I think Matt Schneidman was probably the closest. He says, it was an incompletion, but the ball Jordan Love floated to Jaden Reed deep down the right sideline while on the run to his right just now during two minutes was perfectly thrown, went right through Reed's hands. That's what happened. Even that, I mean, add in off-platform because he could have reset his feet and whatever. I'm just saying, just to really get the full picture here. little Quentin Johnson update for those uh, that really wanted him in the draft. He might still be a stud, I don't know. I see Tyler Schoon, whoever that is, tweeted out, Quentin Johnson with his third drop today. I really don't care until we get to live periods and there's DBs across from him, but had to point out there's been three so far today. Like one minute later, he quote tweets it and says, four drops. <laughs> Defense wins the com- uh, competitive period again. Offense does push up. So I think this is what, four in a row now the offense has lost? Andy Herman says, players of the day for me, Carrington Valentine, Carl Brooks, Christian Watson, and Razul Douglas. Didn't hear much about Razul. Little surprise Jordan Love isn't in there. I guess at some point, maybe you just don't put him in. I don't know. But otherwise, yeah, for show. And, and again, I'm, I'm, I'd am I'm be willing to bet there's one, two, three other videos out there that would drop your jaw. But there were two today. There's a 60-yard touchdown pass to Christian Watson. And again, that throw to Jaden Reed, regardless of whether it was dropped, has nothing to do with the throw. I really just feel like I'm on a completely different wavelength than other people. Like, well, it doesn't matter. Like, only good things are good. Like, it wasn't a good play, so nothing about it was good. Like, how do you, how does your mind work that way? I don't understand it. Um, that's about it for practice. Afterward, again, Peyton Manning's there. He was pretty cool. He decided, rather than, like, sneaking out the back, he was going to walk down the bike path, signed a bunch of signatures for people. Um, Jordan Love mentioned he had an opportunity to speak with Peyton Manning, which obviously is great. The more exposure he can get, the better. Um, he smiled, talking about breaking off a few deep balls with 18 there. He said, quote, that was fun. Anyways, there were some pretty cool um, locker room interviews, especially from Jair Alexander, but I think I want to save those for tomorrow. The only other thing of note is the Packers did claim center James Empey. That brings us, I believe, back to uh, 90, have me at 91, but again, I'm counting what's his name. So after getting rid of Jonathan Garvin, we filled in with another center prospect. So we'll see how that plays out, but I'm going to leave it at that for today. You guys have a great rest of your day. I will talk to you hopefully tonight. If not, tomorrow, have a good one. Bye-bye.